Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Why is Mr. Finia Carr? This Millennial's Guide to 1980s Eco-Terrorism. I'm Jay McCain, and with me, as always, is my brother from another mother. Hey, Ron Hubbard. And uh, today we're uh, going to discuss Knight Rider Season 1, Episode 6, Just My Bill. That title, I kept on expecting it to pay off, and mm. it's all about, it is all about, but Just My Bill? Like, what, that, was that a play on something, or... I- Maybe we'll find it as we review this episode, but I'm struggling to. Kind if it was of put just it a bill, I'd assume they were they're doing the Schoolhouse Rock riff. But it, yeah, right. But it wasn't just a bill. It was a very important bill, as we will come to see. Or was it? I don't know. This whole thing. <laughs> just my bill was this told from the the, the perspective of the uh, power plant monger. Mm, or mogul right. it was a mogul or right. monger i guess he's both he's making power he's plants both. and he's running them like a mogul so he's a mogul who mongers what, what, i'm wondering how, how did this uh, come across millennials <laughs> um <laughs> i guess it felt like i mean like my generation's not as jaded as like zoomers are when it comes to politics but definitely it's like no come on this is it's very like rah rah. It, just to give like a broad strokes kind of uh, summary of what happens is there's this woman, she's a state senator, a power plant's gonna get built, and she's gonna do everything she can to make sure that uh, this power plant doesn't get built um, because it would be bad for the people of California, I guess. Um, and then uh, she's kind of like a Bernie Sanders type. And. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, the power of democracy prevails with, and that's, with that just hasn't been my unlicensed, <laughs> unaccounted, dark money, private security, right. democracy plus. That's plus. true. <laughs> the black water that yeah, is the f- uh, <laughs> foundation of law and government, uh, which is it's funny at the very beginning of the episode when it does get political, um, my, uh, Michael's like, I thought we don't get into politics. Yeah, and law enforcement, Devin's nothing like, to do. Nothing to do with politics, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Found the, it's the foundation of law and government, and this motherfucker saying you don't get involved in politics. Get out of here, man. That is, yeah, that is interesting. Like, why? Why would they have a non-political? Because I guess, I guess it's because, like... We have a non-political vigilante group, okay? <laughs> you check your politics at the door. You, like, you pull like, into the jet black night night industries semi trailer <laughs> with your bulletproof super uh, weapon. You, you leave your politics. So this was NBC, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so there's that old like um Michael Jordan quote where he's like Republicans buy sneakers too. It's like true. 
Republicans buy commercial time too. Like, I, I think NBC doesn't want Knight Rider to be too political because they're still they're trying to sell ads on both sides of the I, aisle. I, I, see, and that's what I'm saying. Like in 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 its time. This was a Reagan era series that's taught that's taking a strong populist stand for like uh, anti uh, industrialism, pro like Earth. Like it, it is, yeah, yeah. Like uh, it's it's a. I felt like it's a quaint throwback. Like you know, she's meeting with blue collar guys talking about you know sticking it to the man and standing up for the people. And like they're 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 fighting over something real. Like say what you want. It's a power plant. Maybe it's going to dam up a river. Maybe it's going to turn something in the desert. Maybe it's going to steal drinking water and power from people. But it's a real issue. Like, now we're talking about, you know, smuggling that's kids in, in wooden cabinets and shit. That's like, that's... <laughs> like, we're... Like, I... Yeah, I the real I, issues. I pine for the, the days of arguing over whether we should dam up Snake River uh, or whatever the hell it pine, was. Yeah. Pine is cabinet code. Ah, uh, shit. That's true. That's true. Plus, it's the <laughs> it's the uh, natural habitat of the spotted owl. So, like, I got it. I got it coming and going, oh, man. I, don't, so, get, don't get me started on the spotted owl, all right? I'm from the Pacific Northwest. But, oh, well, no. Uh, ser- <laughs> seriously, though, I think that this has got, like, uh, all a uh, Knight Rider in all its glory. You know, this has got, like, one of the best chase scenes. It's got helicopters. It's got Michael Knight dangling from the little hangy down part of the helicopter, the landing skids. Yeah. Like that's that peak. Good, yeah. That it like I I fully understand why I fell in love with the show. Like 6 7 years old, I'm sitting here in my on, on my uh, my living room carpet in front of this probably 21 inch color TV and a man it gets out of a supercar and hangs from a helicopter and like yeah. throws dude gr- dudes a grenade launcher. It's insane. It's insane. This is <laughs> this was a this was a hell of an episode of Night Rider. I think. Well, we'll have a lot to talk about then. Um, stunts aside, because you know how much I love the stunts in this show. Mm. I kind of found this one to be a bit of a dud. Oh no! Yeah, this was probably my least favorite episode I've seen so far. The jaded I, millennial. I will say that, so. <laughs> Jay, even even like, even Kit coming out for socialism at the end couldn't save it. Even Bernadette yeah. Sanders. Yeah, exactly. Stumping for socialism, still not enough. I've, I, I've heard this song and dance before, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I even I primaried for you, and why do I have to show for it? Nothing. Yeah, they dammed up the Snake River. So done deal. <laughs> We'll be back to talk more about why is Mr. Feeney a car after this quick break. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now we're back with more. Why is Mr. Feeney a car? 
Um, so the opening of this episode is on a construction site for a high-rise. And, um, there's, like, they've got, like, a real or or uh, orchestral, that's the word, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, soundtrack to this. It's like a full movie score, honestly. It's, it's very grandiose. I, I do kind of love that. And, um, at the very top of this big high-rise, um, who else is standing up there but Devin? And his nice blue hard hat. Feeling the call of the void. Yeah, Looking over exactly. the edge, thinking he could, you know, he could end it all. No more Michael Knight. No more wanton destruction. <laughs> <laughs> no, more, was... no more footing the, the bill for all of his uh, unappreciated uh, five-course lunches. Yeah. So the last time he tried to jump off a building, he's recollecting and, like, uh, Kit, like, Drove right underneath and opened the yeah, sunroof and yeah, adjusted the ejector boosted, uh-huh. seat to just like cushion him exactly. And he's like, Eve, I can't even be, <laughs> I can't even end my own life. Yeah, one of her let him forget about it too. Devon, remember, stay, stay, stay at least two <laughs> body lengths away from that edge. <laughs> no safety harness on him though. Yeah, he, he, he did get right up on there. Um, yeah, yeah. Devin does get some nice like action hero moments in this episode though, hmm. which makes me like wonder like is he like MI6 or like SAS or something yeah like, like you find out yeah, when Batman's butler was a combat <laughs> medic in World War 2 and you know he can cut a motherfucker yeah I, I that's 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 gonna be a season 3 reveal for sure oh boy <laughs> um, this is when we're um, introduced to our senator um, whose name is Maggie and she's personally signing off on the blueprints, looking over it. I get it, like, she's an important senator and stuff, but, I mean, she's not, like, a, a safety inspector. Yeah, she's know? not an engineer or architect, <laughs> yeah. or she's like, and she's like, what about these welds? Oh, I assure you, they're the state certification, man. Well, I've seen right. enough. Good work, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's all you gotta tell her. That's the, the important thing is that Char- she can count on Charlie's vote this fall. That's what yeah, she's, right. you know, everything else is gravy. <laughs> um, so they they go down off the elevator and um, start bantering. And by, when I say they, I mean Maggie and Devin. Um, and she's bantering with the construction workers who are on break. And they love her. And I get it that, like, unions were, like, way more powerful, like, back then. And even maybe today, like, if you're working on a big high-rise, you're part of a a, a nice union that yeah. would probably vote blue or whatever. But I just see these guys that I'm like, these are Trump voters. Like, <laughs> Well, it just goes to show, like, how things have changed in the last yeah. 40 years, man. Like, yeah, yeah these sure. guys were solid, solid, uh, reliable Democrat voters, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, he, and then she like chides one of them for like, uh, 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 they're like, "What are you gonna give up politics?" And I don't know, join us on the get work a real jam, yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep signing off on these blueprints. And, and she's like, "Ah, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do that as soon as you get rid of that beer belly of yours." And that guy was like a hundred and. 55 pounds. <laughs> I was like, that guy's significantly slimmer than I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was morbid ob- morbidly obese in the 80s. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is when we learned that they're trying to, she's trying to defeat the power bill. Yes. Which is like, not really good verbiage, because to me, a power bill comes in the mail once every two months, and I have to pay $95. You know, right, like that's, right. But this is like a Capitol Hill power bill. 
yeah. to build a power plant, yeah, which yeah. I think we learn about later. And she's talking about why it would be bad for them. Mm-hmm. And she, God, does she talk in, like, politics, vagary yeah. speech. Yeah, it's going to take your money and going to desertfy your forest and while right. and, and pay no attention to me literally stealing your lunch <laughs> while this is happening. Well, these guys are in construction. <laughs> like, they could maybe get a good job building the power plant. That's true. You know? That's true. Th- yeah. Those things, you know, that's a good 10-year job, right? Hell they yeah. might retire out of that. Hell yeah, you can make a meal of that one. And uh, meanwhile, while she's giving her rousing political speech, a crane operator is dangling a pallet full of cement above the heads of everyone. And like, I've worked, so I actually work a blue collar job, um, medium blue, co- yeah, it's a blue collar job, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like, if there's five guys, like, standing over there and one crane operator, like, being a dummy and like, <laughs> like, having a load over the top of people's heads mm-hmm. people will not just stand there you know and be like especially when it's a beloved uh, fighting for the people's <laughs> senator uh, right. and they make it to like so i got the distinct impression this this crane operator was up the like this was malevolent this wasn't just a mistake like he's like oh yeah you know you yeah, got yeah. this just unseen hands or i guess all you see is hands unseen yeah. operator jerking levers and the uh, you know which is a, a like, favorite move of the night rider film crew is yeah. the, like sh- shoot just the guy from like the shoulders down yeah and i didn't want to say it looked like mario hands it does look like mario Those hands very <laughs> mario i mean mario you know he's 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 uh he's a goon in need of uh he's uh-huh. he's he's a ronin <laughs> he's he's wandering the lands of southern california looking for a new master and uh, power plant gods are paying so yeah well those guys on the construction site, I don't know, they're drinking a lot of, uh, like, beverages and eating their lunches and not looking at exactly what they're consuming. So probably not Mario or that I'll be falling over from the roof. Hey, man, the union contract says they get an hour for lunch and they are clocked out. <laughs> yeah, is it Maggie needs yeah. keep her head on a swill. This, yeah, like this guy operating a crane, that's his, that's his problem, buddy. <laughs> that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, wouldn't you know it, the crane hoist breaks um, as it's above the heads of Devin and Maggie, and Devin pushes her aside, saving her at the last second. And the the pallet of uh, concrete bags um, falls to the ground. I know this is all forced perspective and focal length and stuff, but like, yeah, it's a pretty good looking stunt. It looked like it, it missed yeah. them by inches. It looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and also, so this also, is when the, we get action, Devin. The, does the crane operator get off scot free? Like you know he's what? he's got to be standing fifty feet away, and he's either got to be like, <laughs> "Oh my god, I'm incompetent," or he's got to be like twirling his mustache and throwing a bomb and running away. Like I, I had not thought about it until this. Exact this guy wasn't when, rem- wasn't rem- yeah. remoting this thing from some shack in Afghanistan. He's like on site, man. <laughs> Yeah, there are no repercussions. Just look up, trace the arm, there's the bastard. He's right there. <laughs> you don't need to be Archimedes to solve this problem. <laughs> Let's see. Trace it up, find a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an isosceles triangle, this crane forms. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, old white G Indians. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> 
but yeah, totally gets off scot free. A little bit of a plot hole there, if you can believe mm-hmm. it. In Knight Rider, the TV mm-hmm. show from 1982, starring David Hasselhoff and Mr. Feedy as a car. <sighs> so, cut to the interior of the Knight Semi. Um, I think it actually may have cut to like Knight Manor and then to Knight. Yeah, semi. <laughs> yeah. When it's not driving around waiting for Kit, it just it just chills out at the, his castle. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've only ever gotten that one establishing shot of the semi where it's like kind of going downhill, parts going downhill a little bit on like a curve. And I it's still the shitty like... version. This 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 semi gets it actually gets uh, dolled up uh. in, in later episodes. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm waiting for it to turn into Optimus Prime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to open up that little weird repair, repair bay robot that he's just got uh, kind of like chilling out there. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. So Bonnie is making adjustments to Kit. Uh, something about like the laser. Um, ducks. Being able... What the fuck is a laser duct? <laughs> it's like it... where, well, like our eyeballs that we use for sight, we yeah. have like tear ducts. Sure. A robot eyeball has a laser duct. That's true. That's how this is. Thank you, Bonnie. Now Kit can cry. (laughs) Oh, snap. What would happen? Kit has needed to cry, but had no ducks. It's like uh, the character from Star Trek that has an emotion trick uh, chip. Yeah. Data. (laughs) What if we get, get one of those for Kit? That'd be awesome. Um. So, uh, Michael and Devin are discussing the next mission, and, uh, oh, right, so Devin, like, completely cock-blocks, uh, Michael, because he has a night, uh, a a night out, I should say, Mm. uh, K-N-I-G-H-T, out, um, (laughs) <laughs> oh god that will be an episode title to come <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> season yeah. three episode 16 a night out yeah night out. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so michael had a date and Devin's like uh don't worry i did assure her you always honor your rain checks so I guess like this woman just like tried to call michael knight and uh Devin picked up and was like i'm dreadfully sorry but I think it's like they, they imply that Kit was involved. Like he's like, "Hey, uh, I need you to tell me Michael's oh, Kit girlfriend, had the phone so I can." Number. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's There's right. also but... some interesting verbiage. First of all, Michael's completely gotten over his awkwardness of talking to Bonnie. That's true. And yeah, now talking he's to suave as hell. And, and and Kit is like complimenting her on her hands of a surgeon, and mm. then Bonnie said. Uh, my dad wanted me a surgeon. I had to slit my wrist to prove to my dad I couldn't stand blood. Which is like some weird logic there. I don't. Bo- body of self harmer. Number one, didn't know yeah. that. Number two, like I'm just like, look, it's like, is that a, is that a like? I don't want to go to med school or a cry for help. I don't. I'm worried, I, body. I would argue that the people that really don't want to see blood wouldn't slit their wrist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would be the last people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was See, a weird move. See, slit my wrist, and then I fainted when I lost three pints of blood. <laughs> you know, I can't stand the sight. Heavy slit. Dang. Um, but yeah, uh, and that's when we find out that um, uh, that they got the phone number from Kit, who snitched on. Mm, I guess snitched the phone number. Big uh, violation of bro code, Kit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and Michael just be like, write, write it down. Don't say it around my car. <laughs> just write it down and pass <laughs> it to me. Michael, 
what is she writing down? (laughs) So, um, obviously, the mission is that uh, Michael is going to bodyguard the senator. Uh, And now we get a driving around California montage. This is an extreme one of those extremely long transitions is just <laughs> padding out the runtime, baby. Yeah. It's just like, why did it have to be? An, it doesn't need to be a 42 minute show. Like this no. could have been a 22 minute show. I think it could have gotten it all in there. It would have been way snappier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More time for commercials. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. He's, he's so also cynical. wearing his, his finest off white country western cut sport jacket i appreciated that he's going to see a senator still wearing jeans and the belt buckle and the cowboy boots but he's put on yeah he's put on a a nice nice (laughs) off-white uh you know looks it looks like it's 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 missing a stetson but i don't know they 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 shot from the bargain bin off of dallas is the only thing i can think for this show yeah it's like nothing about this guy screams country western country no he was a cop he was a cop just a year ago for god's sakes kind of a square cop i don't know what was going on in california at the time but there must have just been like a like a a texarkana yeah it's a great migration it's just every 40 years flip-flops all the texans (laughs) move to california and then they 40 years they're like we're sick of this shit they just like reverse reverse flow yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. Dust ball, anti dust ball. <laughs> yeah, it's like in Washington. I have to worry. Is it going to be a La Nina year or an El Nino year? It's like, is it a dust ball year or an anti dust ball year? Mm. <laughs> Michael, basically, I think this extended driving montage was to demonstrate they're they're driving up to Northern California, Sacramento. The state capital, that's where, you know, all the wheeling and dealing gets done. Um, and Michael, of course, we got to have a parking garage scene. And he, he gets to the parking garage and uh, he's about to park. And dang it, when she noticed, like, uh, authorized vehicles only. Mm. And then uh, Kit's like, there's a, Michael, there's a spot behind you. And that one also is for state vehicles or whatever only. And eventually he just says, fuck it. But, like, you have the ultimate self-driving vehicle. I would yeah. Kit, find a legal parking spot. See yeah. you later. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I wonder if Kit can read signs. Like, does he I have, like, a camera? Can or does read. he just have, like, echolocation kind? He's like Daredevil out there. Yeah. Michael, if the signs are in Braille, I can read them, Michael. But within 200 yards. Say- I would say echolocation because it's like uh, with the laser ducts that come out of his robo eyes. Yeah, yeah. That gives him depth, you know, because yeah, yeah, he's yeah, bouncing sure. a laser. That's just science. Like, it's a flat sign to him. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There's no features to it. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it's. He could probably read Braille. I think so. I think so. He's got to find <laughs> enough uh, differentiation in his laser ducts so he can do that. I do think that, like, I do think they should have taken a page from Airplane the movie, and he needs, like, some kind of inflatable dummy that deploys from this. Just because, like, he gets busted so many times just driving around as an autonomous <laughs> car because people are like, no one's driving the car. Yeah. They just need, like, a big inflatable hoff. Yeah. Uh, so so people, you know, just 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 to, just to fool a passing glance. Like, oh, there's, there's a humanoid uh-huh. thing in that seat, sure. Yep. Yeah, Michael just pulls out a real doll. <laughs> Slap a permed, permed wig on it and a, and, a, and a leather jacket. You're good. You're good. Uh, um, so the cop gets involved because the cop is like, and they're like, Johnny on the spot oh, with this yeah. cop. Oh, with yeah. 
30 seconds, he's like, ah, this car is parked in an unauthorized spot. Lives for this shit. Lives for (laughs) this shit. (laughs) And Kit drives off, like, immediately. And, um... As he's calling the tow truck, and he's like, oh, sorry, never mind. It's high comedy. It's uh, happening all behind him. You see Kit just, and he's done. So that that show was like, uh, it was called like Green Acres, right? With like uh-huh. the, the goofy cops. Oh, was, no, that's uh, that's uh, um, the Andy Griffith show. Andy Griffith style yeah, cop yeah. in Mayberry, this parking PD, garage. Sure. Very but Mayberry. To, to be fair... They probably don't put the super cops on parking garage duty. <laughs> uh, I thought it's funny that his he had these these patches that said like special patrol, and I'm like very special. Yeah, yeah special is like quotation uh-huh, marks. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Michael uh, gets up to Maggie's office, and there's a woman at the desk who I believe her name is Jane. Does Jane, that sound right? yeah, our chief of staff. Uh, yes, um, who's also on just, like, reception desk duty. <laughs> I imagine these state senators, their chief, they do a lot. They don't have huge yeah. staffs. This isn't Diane well, Feinstein. This is... Yeah. And, and to put a fine point on that, chief of staff and perhaps only staff... Yeah. <laughs> Looks good on senator. the business card, though, you know? Yeah, for sure. And at first, I totally thought this was, like, the woman from, um... The, the motorcycle gang episode or one of them. They're all starting to blend together. They, uh, definitely they all have 80s hair and 80s outfits and yeah, yeah they, they, they look like they're cast out of a JCPenney's catalog. It's 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 all yeah. the type, yep. Yeah, exactly. It's someone selling like a like a Dove ice cream bar or something and smiling real <laughs> wide. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, oh, she's got big hair. But yeah, definitely there's like one hair person and one makeup person for this entire show. We see this a lot because we just got done watching a bunch of seasons of Star Trek The Next Generation for a watch party. You, you see the same phenomenon. Like, you know, mm. they definitely have a hair and costume person and yeah. they got a thing that they think means space hair and they're going to do it <laughs> every episode. And uh, I think it's similar here. Oh, man. So there's uh, only so much you can do with the off the rack Dallas cast offs, you know. That's true. Got knots and landing, the- little knots landing, little Falcons crest, but it's pretty much you know a, a set palette that you're painting with. Yeah, and you're making like 26 episodes a season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so our uh, uh, Andy Griffith officer um, sees Kit self driving, and I just have written down like, uh oh. I don't know. This guy's ever. Yeah, this guy's this guy's what face is impeccable. But and it's just like one of my consistent critiques of this show is how much they don't care. In other words, how little they care about being discovered as like this shadowy organization where one man can do good with his supercar. (laughs) They're flaunting it constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and another theme: stupid cops. Oh yeah, well yeah. Uh, <laughs> yet to see, yet, yet to see. I think Don't at the end of the me. episode we might see some decent cops. So it's hard to tell; they're just in a, like a phalanx, you know. I have uh, I have cop friends, and I have learned that there is a distinction to be made between cop and detective. True, <laughs> like, true. Um, and some are more intelligent than others. I'm a big dummy, so I, like I'm not thorn shade. Whatever, mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. Michael Knight 
and Maggie go down into the parking garage where Kit is self-driving around. And what happens is a shadowy figure tries to run Maggie over. And they're thwarted by, I believe, by Kit, like, getting in the way a little bit. Yeah, he's like, happens to be pulling up beside them, and he, like, gives cover with his body and forces the other car to swerve. A, a, right. a, a parking garage game of chicken, if you will. And I don't believe in a parking garage, there's really room to swerve. <laughs> like, I it, yeah, they definitely if jumps out at you. You're crashing into something, especially this land whale. I don't know where they got this like Dude, gigantic yeah. Lincoln yeah. rolling down, but they had to like yeah. That suddenly no one was parked on the other side of the garage. It's the only way this guy yeah. could have gotten clearance. There's some real boats in this episode. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. Some but aircraft carriers. Why wouldn't Kit with the molecular bonding and everything just like? pit maneuver this car like incapacitate it I don't, know if, I don't know if they knew like it uh, yeah it's a good question but I, I i give i guess if i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt uh they're just pick here to pick this lady up and kit's just there to pick him up and like i don't know if you jump to the conclusion of oh my god this guy's trying to kill the state senator uh, although okay, that's yeah fair. i don't that's know fair. i don't know they do chase I'll, the guy down immediately i'll allow it uh, speaking of chasing the guy down immediately, they uh, Michael and Maggie pile into Kit, and they're racing through the dirty, filthy, nasty streets of Sacramento. Oh my god, <laughs> I don't know if they did this on purpose, but every street they drive down is covered in graffiti. And, oh my like, god, just I didn't even notice. And like, nasty burnout <laughs> cars and stuff. It's the black beating heart of of, of right? uh, California, the People's Republic. And um and if, um are are they wearing you know some sort of five point safety harness or even uh, <laughs> over the shoulder seatbelt? Of course not. No, and this poor lady, no she's seatbelts at she's all. Just, she's just bounced around getting jostled. She's like, "What is this?" He goes, "It's Kit. It's a Kit car." No, it's just called. Yeah, it's 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 kind of funny. I could believe that they burned that joke right there because, mm. like, it's a funny joke. It's like, what's this car? It's Kit. It's a Kit car? No, it's a car called Kit. But this, like, Bernie Sanders style mm-hmm. uh, politician doesn't strike me as, like, the DIY sports car. Yeah, like, how the hell? Yeah. <laughs> well, how the hell would she know about the. Yeah, what Kit cars exactly. Are. But we will find out. There's more that more to Maggie than meets the eye. It's true. Don't don't underestimate Maggie. Um. So the the bad guy gets away. Essentially, what happens is like a semi. They're, they're chasing the bad guy in this boat, right? <laughs> Probably doesn't even have like a catalytic converter on it. Like it's ancient. How he gets away from this <laughs> yeah. super pursuit sports car is crazy. Yeah. Um, it's like the the Bishop Don Magic Wand would drive this thing, but uh, <laughs> driving through the streets of Sacramento, and uh, and eventually, like it gets far enough ahead, a semi pulls up, and they have to let it go. But at one point, conveniently, uh, <laughs> she was like, "Can't this thing go any faster?" And he's like. I wouldn't want to hit a pedestrian. It's like, come on, dude, that hasn't stopped you from doing anything <laughs> right, until this right. point. Also, <laughs> when the hell does a semi ever cut Kit off? Just turbo boost, baby. 
Turbo Boosts are probably go under. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he got a low enough profile. Maybe he's like just a she's he's afraid of showing off in front of the old lady. Yeah, that's a good point, right? Because it's so important to hide all the details of this vehicle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be like if Spider-Man, within the first five minutes of a Spider-Man movie, just took his mask off in Times Square. <laughs> yeah, like, that's yeah. how they treat this, right? Uh, <laughs> um, but what we find out is that Kit does have like a high-def color camera with playback feature. So they're able to like rewind his his tape. Oh right, which implies see... he probably can read signs if he's got some high res processing uh, no. thing. No, because it's not like Kit's like Michael. His license plate is blah blah blah. They have to look at it oh, and get the license okay, plate. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to bat so hard on this <laughs> illiterate Kit theory. <laughs> no, yeah, Kit just Kit can't read. It's tragic. No one bothered to teach him. <laughs> He slipped through the cracks. <laughs> yeah, when they're programming at Stanford, they taught him yeah. how to sing Daisy and right. how to turbo boost. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Professor, I want to learn how to read. We don't have time for that, Kit. We got to teach you how to jump a, a, a truck in front of another car off uh, a ramp. We teach you transams how to read. You'll 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 unionize, organize, and and and, and uh, usher in a wave of socialism. Not gonna have that. Do We're you, in a cold war with those fuckers. Do you know how the Decepticons began? <laughs> we taught a car to read. That's right. It's all the it takes. first book they read was the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> uh, man, I was trying to I was trying to shoehorn in a car pun into Communist Manifesto, and I did not get there. Carl. Marks oh, is right, right there. there. <laughs> He's right there. We should have known this insidious plot. <laughs> Decepticons. Generations before the car was invented. That's how you know it's Decepticons. Mm, Next yeah. level. Next level shit. Well, uh, well, Henry Ford ripped off a ton of that from Karl Marx. It was. Uh... <laughs> he wasn't just a layabout. He was something of an engineer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my. Okay, so Devin convinces Maggie. Oh, so um, yeah, Devin is trying to get Maggie to leave town, right? Um, so he's like, "There's this uh, the conference on." Uh, I'm giving him the kit voice. Um, but anyway, he's like, the, "There's a conference on emerging democracies that's like super important," and the uh, doctor so and so had to, uh, his the keynote speaker had to leave at the last moment, so we need you there. And then she's like, you're just trying to get me out of town, aren't you? And he's like, mm, I'll never tell. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole deal, like, Michael's complaining, like, look, I can't investigate Land Whale and, right. protect, <laughs> and protect Senator Maggie at the same time. You need to give me some breathing space. And Devin's like, leave it all to me, Michael. Even though... I, I have a 17-course like, lunch that will keep her busy for days. Yeah, right? That's Yeah, that's his signature move, is his five-course lunch. Even though everything up to this point indicates that you could just hand Maggie, like, a, a AR-15, and she would become, like, the best psychic <laughs> yeah, you've ever uh, had. Yeah, yeah. But instead, um, of course, Michael is going to start going around town investigating this um, uh, attempted assassination with Jane, the the hot chief of staff. Mm-hmm. 
I'm shocked. I'm shocked that those two are teaming up. Mm-hmm. We'll be back to talk more about why is Mr. Feeney a car after this quick break. And now we're back with more. Why is Mr. Feeney a car? Um, so help me out a little bit. Where are we at? Uh, I think that we have a scene of the head goon meeting with his sub goons about what to do about Senator Maggie because she just won't quit. Okay, yeah. I think I skipped some of this in my notes. And this is part of where like I was starting to feel like this episode was dragging. Yeah, it's another it's, it's another faceless like, behind the scenes bad yeah. guy pulling the Although I will say that this finally feels a perp. This feels like what the foundation for law and government was established for, not to find low rent, you know, high risk mortgage underwriting deals, but to like this is a subversion of the will of the people of California. All right, flag, you can get you can send your supercar to investigate this. That's this is what, this is corruption at the highest levels. That's what literally Michael, above the law. That's what their organization is called. The foundation, the foundation, yeah, flag. The foundation for law and government. Yeah, why the fuck at the beginning did Devin say they keep out of politics? That, that makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that means they don't they don't comment about gay the gay rights. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> they don't get political, you know. We don't vote, you see. <laughs> yeah, you're British. I know you don't vote. You're not a you're not a you're not a naturalized citizen. <laughs> you haven't taken a test. No, we just manipulate your fragile democracy. See, we have the backbone of a mono- monarchy. I will say you see, Michael, I was born on the deck of an aircraft carrier in between sorties <laughs> in World War Two. You'll find my citizenship is quite 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 solid. <laughs> have you ever heard of the Panama Canal? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> so um jane is left alone with kit as michael goes to investigate the friends of mother earth organization or yeah something? because he's so that that they they tracked the license plate down yeah. And it's a rental car, but the guy that rented it is an old friend of Maggie who also runs this, like, environmental agency. So they're going to – she's all like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. He's one of her oldest supporters. He's blah, blah, blah. And and uh, Michael's like, I don't care. I'm going to investigate this shit. How does that make sense in the long plot of this episode, though? Uh, it connects. It, it puts him uh, – it shows that there's a shadowy organization of goons that are, like, trying to – I don't know. You're right. It's It just pads out the episode. <laughs> okay well anyway so uh they enter these offices and there's all sorts of um file cabinets and stuff in there and when they, oh my god the, the the dialogue when michael's walking through through it's like wait, let's let's dwell on this for a minute because she's like this doesn't make any sense this is our oldest ally uh he's an environmental crusader this is a power plant's going to destroy the da- the the valley and make things a desert and then michael knight's like that's why to be the perfect crime I'm like, look, man, just because someone has no motive and material yeah. gain to murder someone doesn't mean right. it's the perfect, like, you, that yeah. means you can kill anyone that you have yeah. no motive and it's the perfect crime. Congrats. Well, he Thomas actually has, alive. he has a vested interest in the power plant not being built. Like, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, I love and cherish my daughter. I, I wouldn't want anything to ever happen to her. That's why for you it's the perfect crime. That's right. You no. kill your daughter, you'd get away with it in no sky because <laughs> no, no one no. would ever. Yeah, like what? <laughs> oh, oh, Michael. 
Um, also the, like, hippy-dippy granola, uh, attractive woman in the office was exactly my type, just saying. Ah. Um, anyway, uh, moving forward. (laughs) So, uh, Michael's rifling through the files, and she goes back to talk to this dweeby guy in, like, a three-piece tweed suit. Oh, yeah. And he's like, Storm! Like, Storm! And then he, and so she goes back out and she's like, uh, do you want some juice? And Michael's like, yeah, I would love juice. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, he's a toddler. Yeah. Juice box? Okay. Yeah. He's like clapping with idiot delight. Uh, uh, it is, you, you talk about his rifle. It's the funniest thing because he's like, she's like, this guy came in and said he knows you from the Redwood days. So he right. cracks open the door and they can just like, Michael's going through the files like a <laughs> rabid <laughs> raccoon. He just, it's just like thumbing through him not being subtle at all like it's like this guy is not not sneaky yeah Yeah. and and his like cover story is easily debunked like Mm -hmm. yeah we used to march together when we saved the redwoods sure sure (laughs) and the guy takes one look at him it's like i don't know that motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) uh so so the dweeby man who's do you know his name uh, yes, I actually happened to write down his name. His name is Brian Owendorf. Oh, God, even as a dweeby name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This uh, guy had no chance. Uh, <laughs> my apologies to all the Owendorfs out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, who might Proud be family. Yeah, but uh, so he just, like, books it out the back door. He, like, mm-hmm. He's sprinting in, like, a three-piece tweed suit in California in the summer in, like... Italian loafers with no like no traction on the salts, and um, and this is when um David D- Hasselhoff's AKA Michael Knight's like um his natural jock impulses kick in because he just like he sees the, at- yeah he sees the nerd running and he just like yeah. his his prey instinct he just has to go and give him a purple nurple maybe two I gotta give it to this guy uh Brian who's you know, maybe he's on a, a very healthy vegan diet. Maybe sure. he does the beta breakers uh, marathon every year. <laughs> Whatever it is, he goes on nature hikes. He absolutely outruns Michael to the point where uh, Michael Knight is like gas. He's like uh-huh. gasping for air. And this guy in a three-piece suit is just like, won't catch me. That money's all mine. He's $6 million manning it, yeah. And then, uh, so, uh, Kit has to get involved now, who, keep in mind, still has Jane in the passenger seat. And, so uh, starts- and we should must say that the Kit is creeping Jane the fuck out. Like, I, I don't know. Because right. he, he, he started, here's his opening. He's, she's like, oh my God, there's a computer car talking. So, Jane, I pulled your personnel file and I saw you graduated from Stanford. <laughs> I was programmed there. Who in the engineering department do you know? Like, it's like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. Just calm down, man. That's like uh, not everybody likes to know that you have an encyclopedic knowledge of everything they've ever done when you first right. meet them. Yeah. Jane, it, it says here that your address is 1408 Baker Street. That's a great neighborhood. <laughs> I have some pictures from your sorority days. If you would like to, me to call them up on my view screen. But yeah, no, this, no, kid, this, I would not. I would not like that. This actress is acting equal parts like annoyed and completely disinterested yeah. by everything going around her for kind of the rest of like this episode until they get to the breakfast scene. 
Which, it's creepy in its own it's way. It's kind of the first woman they've had in Kit that doesn't just, like, play ball immediately. She's yeah, like, nah, I'm yeah. not having this shit. Nah, it's not yeah. cool. I don't like it. Which does, yeah, make her more interesting than yeah. what we've got. Except for Maggie, who Maggie is like, ha I want to do more! Let's run them <laughs> over! <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> Kit, to box in Brian... Uh, he has to, like, run a little program, of course, to know exactly where to be, and it mm-hmm. cuts to, like, his display panel, and it's the most ridiculous-looking, like, Atari... 2600 level, <laughs> like, yeah. I think this is actually the game Berserk that <laughs> yeah. they modified to show a white, a, a blue robot and a red robot and then a yeah. kit car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really bad <laughs> four bit graphics yeah yeah i almost wrote in my notes like eight bit graphics so i was like nope that's <laughs> not right no, that was nintendo. we didn't get the eight bit till nintendo yeah. <laughs> i don't know what the hell kind of bit this is um but yeah uh but they only it flashes on the screen for like a second and a half you know yeah yeah uh, oh, yeah, and I have written down, this woman is a hilarious eyeball actor. She looks annoyed and bored with all of this. She is. She is, like, she's, like, completely, uh, not, I mean, yeah, like, just eye roll, it's just, like, in distress, like, just does not, is is, is not having any of what's going on. Which so, I get uh, it. A car yeah. takes you just unbidden into a high-speed pursuit and pins some dude against the wall. Off-putting. Yeah. If, yeah, believe it or not, in the 80s, they weren't thinking about consent that much. Mm-mm. Turns out uh, it's a problem. Yeah. So, uh, so Brian's still running down the alleyway, and this is where we get first-person Dweebo vision as Kit, like, is driving <laughs> down the alley at him, and he's like, oh, no, and he runs back around, and every now and then it'll cut to Michael, who's just, like, kind of standing, like, the he's... way you do with, like, both your hands on your knees, like... <sighs> yeah 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 he needs a gatorade and some yeah recovery (laughs) he needs some recovery time i should have stopped at in and out twice on the way up to sacramento (laughs) these bacon double cheeseburgers are catching up to you michael should have gotten animal style okay uh so uh brian gets herded towards michael uh meanwhile the political oh 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 yeah. It, it, meanwhile, Jane is over all of this. Um, so we get Kit's patented like um, pin him against the wall move. That's exactly what I put in my notes. His patented <laughs> pin him against, guy against the wall. Yeah, yeah. See, it's like <laughs> it's his it's his move. It's oh, his boy. playbook. Better, better really hope that Bonnie was on the calibration. That, sure. That Those laser ducks better be clean and, and calibrated, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he gets pulled up, and then it turns out they're all, like, basically friends, and it was all one big misunderstanding, because he's against the aid bill, and then he's like, and it's like, well, why did you run? And he's like, the the goons came, and they ransacked my office, and they, they robbed, a, like, some of our petty cash to make it look like a burglary, but they were our political enemies, and that's, I thought you were one of them, and that's why I ran, mm-hmm. which is a totally valid reason to run. Sure. I'm just still confused on the, how the license plate connected to him. Unless maybe the goons specifically chose a license plate connected to that guy to throw Michael It was a rental car, sex. and he used mm. his credit cards to buy it, and he also mentioned that oh, his credit cards. Stole, he said his petty cash and credit cards. So then Michael, you can see Michael being like, ah, you know, I got to should have listened to Jane. This is insane, yeah. So if 
If because you know when you go to like Hertz twice and use the same credit card, they give you the same card. Yeah. <laughs> Car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It, it got us here. It ate up about fifteen minutes. We got a car chase. Yeah, we saw the a, Atari screen. Got another pin. Pin against the wall. Yep. But now we know the foundation for friends of Mother Earth or whatever are actually friends and not political rivals. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Here we are. <laughs> all, all we know uh, is who didn't do it. Now there's only about 40 million people left to live in California. He's narrowing it down. Right. <laughs> 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 one by one, they call me. <laughs> um, so... At a certain point, um, we find out that our head thug, his name is Luger. I love that. Love that Which detail. is the name of a gun. Yep. Like, and they should continue that. Like, the next episode should be like, Cult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cult, age 45. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm out of gun puns there. Um, so he's scoping out the democracy conference because he saw Maggie leave, um, Sacramento and like followed her there. So he was like, all right, I got eyes on her and Michael is all tied up chasing after the red herring that Mm we, uh, set for him by stealing the credit cards and renting a car and getting the same license plate. And it worked just like a charm. It's funny because if Michael had just concentrated on protecting Maggie, I think right? the goons' plans would have been completely subverted. They had no response. He you actually played. Original... He actually yeah. played into their hands. His original assignment. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so the next morning, and this is the weirdest goddamn scene. The next morning, Michael is in like Jane's yard. With a bunch of, like, toast and breakfast items and coffee. And she's like, what are you doing here? Am I right or am I reading this wrong? I I thought that they were at a cafe, but I have no idea why I think that. I, I just now realize I have, like, there is, like, in my mind, there is sitting at a table in the Matrix construct. It's just all white. I didn't, I didn't retain any information. It's just there. It's sitting in a pure white background. Uh, I did. They, they are toasting Maggie. So they must have some kind of brunch thing going. Yeah. But I, I don't know. You, you might be right. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, she comes out because it's outdoors. It's in like so, a yard or a courtyard or something. And she's like, what are you doing here? So she didn't expect him. It was. A, yeah. And she, 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 all, yeah all, she always, she always fit, does a brunch for two. Uh, you know, uh, cause you never know. You never know when someone's going to stop by. Um, so now they're kind of like getting along. They're friendly and, um, they're toasting to Maggie, as you mentioned. And, um, she gets a phone. No, she gets a phone call. Yeah. And she goes in the house. Oh, it must be her place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the, (laughs) it's either that or the campaign headquarters. Maybe there's a, yeah, it's the court, the courtyard. (laughs) (laughs) Of their campaign headquarters. But, uh, and what's this? Oh, no, enough votes or whatever happened. Oh, the the bill got passed through the subcommittee early, and it's going to hit the floor today. So we got to drive to that conference and get Maggie and get her back in time so that she can um, give a rousing speech and inspire the other state senators to vote against the bill. And one of the shadowy goon conferences, they established this uh, Senator (laughs) Forbes, who is the chief rival of Maggie, and he's in the pocket of big power. 
And he looks like a Reaganite white man for oh, sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he is. He is uh, establishment. You know, he looks like I had a I had a best friend in elementary school whose dad was a an officer on a submarine. <laughs> he has like the same kind of a vibe. Yeah, like the That's, yeah, like like if you the, like, the, I, all all the submarine officers in Hunt for Out October, they all look like they're you know <laughs> engineer grad. They are, they are, they're all nuclear physicists that happen to run a boat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so they got to get a call in to, to Maggie, and wouldn't you know it, the phone line's dead. And do they demonstrate that by just trying to get a, a line through and it doesn't connect? No. We also get the side of uh, the, the shot of the thugs. Now there's a small group of them, like half a dozen of these thugs with yeah. three cars. Luger's and they're climbing up people. a power line, mm-hmm. <laughs> or a, fo- a phone pole, I should say, mm-hmm. and cutting the phone line. Also, do you know? So I know something about Luger here. Luger sounds like he's from way north Ontario, but he's affecting a southern accent. <laughs> oh, okay. It's really, really, really like foghorn leghorn, but with a lot of "don't you know" thrown in. It's, it's, it's a very odd, very odd accent. I was, I was gonna say it's weird that all these California thugs seem to be like good old boys, uh-huh. like yeah, from the south. But uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely, it's not a natural accent. That's someone acting yeah, yeah, as yeah. best as they can. Yeah, redneck it up a little bit more, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aren't we supposed to be in California? There's rednecks in California. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, so, um, we get <laughs> my favorite shot. I actually screen grabbed this and sent it to A-Rod. I, I was so delighted by this. Um, Maggie's like giving her big speech, uh, and, and we've we've had some like kind of interior shots of this conference, the peace conference for democracy, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, and uh, it, it, the first few shots they do make it look like kind of like a a conference hall, and there's a guy with a French accent, and they're having a conversation, blah blah blah, like that's kind of cool, right? And then it's time for the big speech, and, like, it just, like, it's a shot of Maggie giving her big speech, and it's so vague and nothing. It's like, Mm -hmm. we need to make sure that we work together moving forward so that we can have peace and harmony for our children. It's just a bunch of that kind of stuff. And then it shoots to the shot of just four people on, like, your grandma's most grandma couch... Yeah. With, like, the the coffee table in front of them, there's a wooden duck, uh-huh. like a duck decoy on there, and, like, a terrible, like, candelabra and mm-hmm. stuff, and it's, like, one guy dressed up as Gaddafi, one guy dressed up <laughs> as like, I think it's like Saddam Hussein. E- I think Idi Amin's in there somewhere in the background. <laughs> yeah, like, all, all these fledgling democracies. Yeah, wishful yeah. thinking, 1982 in D.C. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just, like... Four people crammed together on a couch. And she's just lecturing them like grandma called these guys. Yeah, they're just sitting there like, "Mm, mm." yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which of you gentle, which of you boys stole the cookies from the cookie jar? Where I'm going to be mad. Listen, why is it that when something goes wrong in the Middle East, it's always you four? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, uh, it's just really, really silly. 
Uh, <laughs> it is. It's like something out of the Naked Gun. Like you know when they're like you know, they're having a world terrorist conference or something, and they just need Mikhail Gorbachev with his giant fucking birthmark, and they would have the whole evil empire set. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just no. Yeah, him just like stumbling drunk through the background of the shot with a lampshade on his head. <laughs> Oh man, I got a crack out of that, and and then it like comes back to her. She finishes up her uh speech, and it's like uproarious applause, but you don't see people clapping. It's just like the sound effect. And this again <laughs> is a state senator from California that's that's <laughs> led, heading up this international peace accord conference. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yep. Excuse me, when does your boss come to talk? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So our our group of thugs are gonna set up a blockade, right, or a series of blockades to make sure because they know that Michael's on or on the way, uh, because he has a car phone. Luger does, like just a regular phone installed into his car, from what I can tell. <laughs> it's huge. It is it's a really large car phone. Yeah, yeah. But he's able to get calls um about like. Make sure they don't make it here, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, they'll never get through our roadblock of... Uh, well, the first roadblock is a car off to the side, and they just, like, wait. They wave yeah, down hey, Michael. Yeah, hey, hey, style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Michael just blows right past, of course. That's to take care of the civilians. You know, the people who are easily deterred, they'll just turn around uh, and yeah, ask too yeah. many questions. They have a little yeah. bit more, a stiffer, a stiffer block ahead. Don't want to accidentally kill the milkman again. Uh, Don't want to draw the wrong kind of attention. You drop too many milkmen and the uh, feds will be all over us. Speaking of, yeah, and speaking of attention, um, attention gets paid. Um, and then the second one, they do the turbo jump to jump over the two cars that are parked like hood to hood. And uh, Jane is like kind of like freaking out over this, obviously, because they're driving at 200 miles an hour directly at the roadblock. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Michael has the most sociopathic wide grin on his face the entire time. He's just like, yeah! He loves it. He loves it. Yeah. <laughs> and I would too if I knew I had an invincible car. Yeah, you can just bust out. Like, you just, like, anytime you got someone in your, like, hey, you can just you can just have this car jump 20 feet in the air, eighty clear 80 feet of ground. Anytime you want, just push a button. Right, that would be yeah. something to, yeah, that'd be something to, to show mm. off every, every once in a while. Sure. The camera does have to cut away moments after the jump is attempted. Well, <laughs> because I, the car's falling apart. I'll, I'll, I'll I something terrifying and unnatural happens to the hood of this poor Trans Am <laughs> yeah. halfway through the yeah. jump. I don't know if you noticed that. Yes, I did. Like I'm, I, I couldn't even figure out. It's like what the hell happened to this thing? Like it's not even hit the ground yet. Is giving up the ghost? <laughs> Molecular bonded shell, my ass. <laughs> No, that's the flex. That's the type of flex that only the molecular <laughs> yeah. shell can give you. I think that hood is made out of the old aluminum foil wrappers they put on ding-dongs back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, yeah, I, I, please, if you're watching this because of our podcast, freeze frame and just see the horror of what has happened. Whatever Bondo job on these stunt cars gave way halfway through the jump. It's really bad on that one. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Uh, but he makes it over, um, uh, they try, uh, oh, wait, I think I skipped some of this. 
I think it's a commercial break, like the jump, and then they immediately just kind of arrive at the peace conference and hastily swap Jane for Maggie. Okay. Yeah, I, fa- I failed to write down the part where they actually got there and swap out Jane for Maggie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Devin's all, like, uh, bummed out because uh, he's like, I failed you. This was my plan to bring you here, and I fell right into their trap. So that was at least interesting. Good job, Flag. Way to go. Way to go. <laughs> so they're like, we're gonna we're gonna improve our roadblock by setting all three of our like we'll stagger all three of our cars like fifteen feet down the road. So they can't jump can't that, no way. Us. And uh so Michael takes like a quarter mile dirt road. <laughs> and gets, I, I love the fact that these goons saw this Trans Am jump over them like a magic car and they think, yeah. you know what? You know what? We've got a new <laughs> configuration. This has got them stopped. Yeah, right. No possible like, way could this thing have any other abilities. It'd be like if you saw Chitty Chitty Bang Bang take <laughs> yeah. off into the sky and you're like, we're going to need anti-aircraft <laughs> missiles. <laughs> yeah. Or bizarre, like, no, what we need is more stop strips. That's what it will get in that next time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this fucking car just took to the air, man. <laughs> Hear me out. A harpoon tied to a giant <laughs> anvil. Hell Yeah. <laughs> So um, now we get like a kind of a dirt road chase and Luger, um, who's keeping up quite well, I will say. Very surprising um, results from the car chases in this episode. So he calls in backup <laughs> from his car phone. And uh, um, I'll be damned <laughs> the type of backup that he gets. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, air calf. Uh, meanwhile, Michael is calling in backup of his own. He calls the state patrol, right? Is like, Kit, call the state patrol. And, um, he tells them, like, there's a terrorist attack on the, 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 the conference for emerging democracies. Yeah, and the, and the, the, the responder goes, well, you invited Momar Gaddafi <laughs> and Idi Amin and Saddam Hussein. What were you expecting? What were you expecting, man? Uh, yeah, no, they're probably just like, no, 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 that's just the CIA. They're going to kill all of them. Like, yeah, you're the we frog swimming the it. scorpion bitching about getting stung. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It, it's true. But they, they mobilize a Chinook helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Br- dug that deep out of the archival footage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a, some grainy Korean War footage. <laughs> Of a Chinook helicopter taking off. Um, so th- they're driving around the dirt roads. It's still a one-on-one car chase. A- awful lot of rubber squealing noises for a dirt road. Dirt roads, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, Kit deploys his smoke screen, um, which confuses uh, Luger in his sports car, and his car gets rolled. And that's the end of Luger. Flips his shit. But that's not the end of the bad guys. This is where the shit kicks up in the high <laughs> gear, baby. Wild. Wild. So a commercial, like, private helicopter shows up. Our second, hel- not the Chinook helicopter. <laughs> yeah, I love that our, like, once again, this is uh, Free Enterprise wins the day because the slow, inefficient government troops can't get there faster <laughs> than the private guy. They can just commandeer a news helicopter and a grenade launcher. Good to go. <laughs> You're so right. Um, so he, sh- yeah, that helicopter shows up, and the guy has a grenade launcher. He it's does. Like a, hel- a helicopter pilot, 
a guy who knows how to fire a grenade launcher and a grenade launcher. It's like, where are these resources coming Luger from? Luger made that happen right? like that. <laughs> yeah, where is this? Like, this is like a Bolivian drug lord. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. California. This is not California state senator. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, power plant serious business in California, it turns out. Yeah, man. And uh, so they reuse the joke that we've already heard from when Kit was driving around on the artillery uh, range. They in, did. Like, episode two, where it's mm-hmm. like, can you take what? A, can you can you withstand a direct hit? I'd rather not find out, Michael. Like, like Jesus, did they just not want to get uh, Mr. Feeney in the booth for an additional day? There's recycling <laughs> <laughs> like dialogue. What? Like when I saw that in the coming attractions uh, thing, I actually thought like this is a mistake. They just clipped this right. from the, but they, they do. They do this. We just yeah. saw this three episodes ago, man. <laughs> yes. Like it's Friday. This needs to be done today by end of day. We need to get Mr. Feeney back in here. Uh, yeah, this is like in the writer's room. You know how that, <laughs> yeah. like, the office had Clippy that would come in. It's like, looks like you need some help. They have Cokey. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a pile of cocaine that comes in. <laughs> looks like you're having trouble writing this episode, boys. <laughs> Take a paragraph of dialogue from the episode. No one gives a shit. And they're yeah. like, my God, Cokey, you've done it again. Cokey, is there anything you can do? <laughs> I can't configure your printer. <laughs> I can't help your sinus problem. No, you cannot. So eventually, like, they can't, because uh, uh, Kit's too agile. The, the helicopter, which is flying really low. Dude, this, the helicopter stunts. This is a real stunts. helicopter. The helicopter stunts, I'm telling you, as a seven-year-old yeah. in 1982, you're losing your mind in your living room if you're seeing this stuff. Like and the, and the really cool angles of Kit, like the there, there's some POV of the helicopters like coming mm-hmm. in at him, and Kit Kit's doing like a you know like a 180 burn to, uh, on this dirt road to try to get away from. Him. It's exciting stuff. It is. It's the type of stunts that you can't do anymore thanks to John Landis. <laughs> what happened to John? <laughs> La- I, I'm not familiar with that story. What? Oh, uh, one of the movies he was directing, like a helicopter crash and killed a couple of people. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, including a child, I think. Anyway, it was mm. it was some dark humor. Um, okay, but is no, it's great stunts, great stunt work by whoever's driving Kit, great stunt work by the helicopter pilot who's like there, right down there. There should be music in this scene, though, right? Mm. Like you talked about how orchestral the score. There is was there there, not? this this chase is dead silent. I couldn't believe oh, it. Huh, that's weird. It's like they ran out of music budget at the halfway through this episode because they're like, I, I don't know, maybe it's like the, the guy wrote a whole bunch of like that, like fucking circus music. And it's just like, oh, this isn't working. You know, like the, the chase music from the biker gang stuff. Yeah. And they're just like, just cut it. This, these stunts are too cool to ruin with your fucking, you know, Ringling Brothers bullshit. Why didn't, yeah, they should have just, like, laid under it and paid the royalty for, like, Danger Zone or something, Or you know? just play the fucking theme song, man. Like, oh, it would it would be yeah, fine to sure. just run that back here. That is really, that is really bizarre. Um, so they decide that since they can't hit Kit with the grenade launcher, they're going to try and ram him with the helicopter skid, which yeah. I don't think any helicopter pilot has ever been, like, ramming speed! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think that wins for the helicopter. This, these, guys want, these guys want that sweet power company money, man. They're going to put their life on the line for it. Yeah, seriously. So, so what does Michael do? He's like, he's like, open the sunroof, which is... 
Fully insane. Insane thing to say when the guy has a grenade launcher and is right above six you. feet looking down right at you. Yeah. yeah, that's like guaranteed kill shot. Open up the molecularly bonded shell <laughs> for a grenade hatch. Yeah. <laughs> Insert grenade here, please. Uh huh. Um, but he so he climbs out and uh, grabs onto the skin of the helicopter, and uh. <laughs> This is 80s primetime television they're doing this shit on. How exactly does this pad out here? Because he doesn't climb into the helicopter. He does. He he. So, like, the one guy that's shooting the grenades doesn't see him, and he goes to lean out to shoot a grenade, and Michael grabs him, and they're conveniently over a pond. Yeah, they fly because over Because Michael can't a, kill a anybody. <laughs> he he throws him, this guy, to his, to his uh, wet, inconvenient embarrassment. Then he... Climbs into the, the the has a brief kerfluffle with the oh, pilot, throws right. his ass out, and of course they check his special forces training earlier in the episode. So he just uh, smoothly takes over and starts piloting this helicopter. Yeah, but this is yeah. we still haven't got through the absolute craziest part. Uh, <laughs> wait, no, you take it, you take it. Okay, so after he does this, he take he, he flies his helicopter back, and I think, oh, he's going to land. He's going to take Maggie, and he's going to fly her to Sacramento. No, he does another high speed handoff between the helicopter and Kit and the helicopter just flies and does what it's going to do. Right. It could have flown into a subdivision full of families. <laughs> it could have it could have flown into a, 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 a school for the blind. It could have flown into a nunnery. It could have done. But what it does is everything. What all helicopters do in all primetime television in the 80s. It spins slowly yeah. out of control, descending behind a hill yeah. where a giant gasoline bomb goes off, <laughs> giving you the impression that they've wrecked uh, several million dollars with their air- aviation equipment, even though they haven't. Yeah, this yeah, is this is every Airwolf episode. This is the yeah. climax of every Airwolf episode you'll ever see. Spoiler alert. It is, it is fun and cheesy to see it crest the hill. and yeah. then <laughs> just get out of visual range. Kaboom. Helicopters Ironic. are very camera shy. They will not detonate on camera. Too private. Uh, right, yeah. Uh, the unfortunate thing is it did crash directly into Kobe Bryant. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. John, if John Landis wasn't too soon, we're going to pl- we're gonna, we're gonna plumb the depths of helicopter death humor. Yeah, how many more helicopter death callbacks do I have? Uh- <laughs> I, I, I thought we'd get to Airwolf before this started, stuff started to happen. Uh, but those stunts are the, the, yeah, again, hats off to the stunts, no matter what I may say about plot holes or what have you in this episode, the stunt guys gave it their all and put on a performance. It's exciting shit. Exciting shit to see at 9 PM on a Friday night. Yeah. And the thing is like, I can watch this. It's from 1982. I'm like, this is, that's a real helicopter. It's not CGI, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They were just shooting this in California somewhere. <laughs> yeah, like I guess like I kind of want to know like yeah, who shot this thing? Because did they bring in like some big swinging dick action director for the helicopter <laughs> stuff, or did this guy go from shooting like all my children to like oh god, a helicopter? Okay, well let's let's block it out, you know, like let's block it. Yeah, <laughs> check all the angles. We're losing our light. <laughs> Fly over the hill, over the hill. I, I gotta, I gotta be on the set of Days of Our Lives at six <laughs> o'clock tomorrow. Come on, we gotta go. Now that, yeah, the absolute insanity of climbing back into Kit while the 
while the helicopter is flying. Not the most stable flying machines, helicopters. Maybe, I mean, he was like in the Green Beret, you know, he was like, they taught, they taught me how to get out of helicopters, they taught me how to get into helicopters, but they never taught me how to fly <laughs> helicopters. Or to land the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Landing and takeoffs, any pilot will tell you, they're the trickiest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, just so bizarrely, he climbs back in through the sunroof and and the and Maggie's like, "This is fun." Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Just... This is a hell of a lot better than stealing pork sandwiches from uh, construction workers. <laughs> That's true. So uh, they zip on down back to California, back to Sacramento, so they can vote on the bill. And uh, there's this weird scene where our uh, our bad guy senator. He goes up to, like, the, what would you call that? Like, the Speaker of the House or whatever? Yeah, the, majority the chairman. Leader. The, yeah, whoever's, yeah. And he's he's basically, like, our bad guy, who has a known rivalry with Maggie, goes up to, the like, the, the chairperson and is like, yeah, I just got off the phone with her. It's crazy to me, too, but she said she's not coming. And to go ahead with the vote without her. She, she couldn't, yeah, she couldn't lose her. And I'm also thinking, like, is this literally the only woman that is standing against this bill? Like, it does seem she, that way because they're like, well, if everyone else is voting no, then we can just get along without her. Right, right. And she's like going to lead a one woman filibuster. Like, she's going <laughs> to, Mr. Smith goes to Washington this thing. Right. That's, yeah. <laughs> But at the very last second, she gets in there and she's like, I object. But she doesn't say that because it's not like a <laughs> the court case. Um, but she gives her rousing speech about how it's just going to, you know, it's going to take money out of the hands of the everyday Californians in the area. And put it in the hands of greedy corporations and blah, blah, blah. And uh, what happens with the vote? She so, wins, so, so or... no, what happens is Forbes and the power station guy are just like gulping air, like landed fish and like flop sweating. And Michael sees the power guy uh, in mid flop sweat, oh, trying to right. s- flop and sweat out the back door. And his again, his 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 jock prey instincts kick in. He's got to chase down the, <laughs> the, the dweeb in the suit. Uh, I and, smell dork and, and, and this is this like and so like so he goes out the back door. Devin is coming up with a full phalanx of yeah. state troopers that have yeah. Ruger in the middle of their flying V formation, and this guy like essentially runs right into a wall of handcuffs. And yeah, Luger apparently already narked, like oh, oh, spilled yeah. the beans. Yeah. It looks like none of these guys ever asked for a lawyer. Like he flipped <laughs> his cars and state's evidence in the same day. So I guess that's what the Chinook helicopter was doing, was bringing it's a bunch just, of staters. Whole bunch of, yeah, a whole bunch of <laughs> the California Highway Patrol guys. <laughs> to arrest one man and bring him back to the, to the state capitol to confront a dirty, corrupt senator. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so good, good work, officers. That is just... In no world ever would they load into an army helicopter... <laughs> And then, and then also bring him frog march this guy up to state capitol to take like it's right? it's just why yeah. it's like again this is the work of Koki. He's like, uh, <laughs> oh, wait. you know, it's it's about lunchtime. We haven't broke this episode. You know, have you just considered yeah. having the guy, the bad guy, run into the other bad guy who's already in police custody? Yeah. How did he get here? How did these guys beat Michael's supercar? 
You know, they had to arrest this guy, bring him back. It's a uh, yeah, time. It's whatever. Have you considered that it's almost three thirty and happy hour? We want to get to happy hour. You don't know. Devin could be a time lord. He could be f- flying around in a British fucking police box. You know, oh, he's bending snap. time and space. Oh, I think you cracked it. I think you broke it. Cokey for the win. Yeah. Um. So, um. Devin and Michael drive off in Kit and call Maggie. So in just another, like, we got another minute to fill scene that does not need to be here at all. Um, it, it, it's Devin and Jane and Michael in Kit. Wearing his they... finest chocolate brown corduroy and knitted tie. Corduroy <laughs> sports blazer and, and knitted choc- matching chocolate tie. That's a look. Oh, boy. And I, so much I guess, texture. I guess the actor that played Maggie was not on set for that day or whatever, because they just call her. There's no mm-hmm. reason she couldn't be here for this. Mm-hmm. And this is where, like, they have a conversation with Maggie, and Kit um, starts, like, getting mouthy, <laughs> I would say. Getting verbose. He's like... Perhaps we could have a debate about democracy versus imperialism versus socialism. And this is where I just felt like Kit, who I've already decided is a libertarian um, free free traveler on the land. <laughs> I th- <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's a debate lord, too. See, I thought he was going to, uh, they're going to pan to, you know how they had the Go Army bumper sticker? I thought he was going to go back oh, yeah. there and he is, he's going to have like a red rose or like uh, <laughs> a pair of socks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's either a, a dim sock or a sock dim. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, you may, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe he's actually trying to, you know, uh, Margaret Thatcher her. He's, he's trying to like con- convert her and convert her more and uh, to free enterprise. Well, he's probably been programmed with pro-monarchy propaganda. True. By Devin. By Devin. You know, yeah. and the monarchists at Stanford. And my, I'm, uh, the I'm, fucking Stanford. I'm willing to say it. We all know it. I'm willing to say it. Stanford full of monarchists. Yeah, loyalists. Still want to bring back King George. Yeah. It's crazy. Whigs Qu- and Tories, the lot of them, I say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they, they they go out to eat because, like, food, I guess, like, if Knight Rider, the television show from 1982, has a love language, it might be food. I think you're each right. Other. That's how Devin shows affection. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're all going they're all going to dinner on on the on the uh, agency's dime. Right. And um, uh, uh, what do you call him? a valet comes to park kit. And again, just my whole, like, what kind of a profile are you guys trying to maintain right. here? Kit, who could just possibly get valet part, is like, hell no, I'm going to do it myself. I mean, sort of demonstrating that rugged individualism that, you know, the libertarian ethos uh, claims to, like, value so much. Anyway, I'm just saying. Hello, Ayn. Uh, is Ayn Rand <laughs> or is Ayn? It's Ayn, right? I don't know. Miss Rand. Yeah, he's yes. that's uh that's uh, that's that's how you know. That's how you know Kit can read because he's spouting fountainhead Atlas Shrug shit. <laughs> yeah. That's Yeah, that's why Michael has to read the the owner's manual to get him to shut up about <laughs> Atlas Shrugged. Uh-huh. 
But he does like a he does like a burnout like one eighty reverse park maneuver and the and then the valet guy just stands there like with his jaw hanging on the floor. Do I still get a tip? <laughs> That's all he cares about, you know. Doesn't say that. <laughs> That'd be funnier if he did. And uh yeah, that's episode six. Just my bill. A terrible name. It is a terrible for, and and honestly, I see what you're saying. This episode was, uh, except for the last 15 minutes is except it was, was kind of an unexceptional, although it did have all, it checked off all the, 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 the Knight Riders. Uh, You had super, you had uh, a surveillance mode. You had turbo boost. You had the smoke screen. You had the the pinned against the wall. You had the Michael uh, iconic talking, talking to kit into his, his watch coordinating a, a, a foot chase like it. it uh, and then then you add you, you add that to a pretty solid car chase at the end that evolved into a fucking helicopter chase. Yeah. All bets. All bets are off. I love the last 15 minutes, but I, I guess my argument is like the fact that it is it, it feels like a checklist. It feels formulaic. I don't know. It didn't feel super creative in the front end. And it, mm. it felt like a kind of like a rehashing of other episodes I've seen before. You that's know? Koki. That's Koki at work. That, that's Koki. You know, he gets the job done, but it's not always super. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he lays the rails. The train doesn't always go down the track. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, derailed again. All right. <laughs> Early day today. Let's let's go get martinis. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Uh, we've we've survived yet another episode. Our molecular bonded shell intact. I want to hear more feedback. I I have a note when we get to feedback. You have a note. A note. Okay. Well, if you want to send uh, feedback to us, it's nightrider at baldmove dot com. Uh, Jesse says he has a note, so we have our first feedback from from Jay Jay McKay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um. I want to say uh, thank you very much, everyone who sent in feedback. Um, it, it really makes me feel good to hear people enjoy the show and stuff. I, I do want to say there's one kind of through line in most of the feedback, which is like, this is a fun show. It's really good. It'd be better if Jim was part of it. Would it be better if, uh, you know, I yeah, mean, yeah. exhibit that, that... A is here now. So be the judge, I guess. That J guy is fun and all, but it'd be it'd be way better if Jim, if there's some sort of Jim and Aaron. We've got some contra <laughs> no, feedback no, to that no. actually, but yeah, uh, no, really? no, no Jim and Aaron, Jim Jim J and Aaron maybe. Uh, Nightwriter at ballmove.com is how you get the feedback in. Uh, Josh is up first. He says, "Hey guys, love your show. Love the charming absurdity of these old shows, and I always thought that I always thought were so badass when I was a kid. Still badass." Uh, if you guys plan to continue the series with other shows of a similar nature, it's something we've kind of hinted we might be interested in doing. I might suggest another show about a loner who everyone thinks is dead. The Incredible Hulk with Lou Ferrigno. Oh, you wouldn't that like would be me. fun. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It has to be one of the most quoted TV lines of that era. If you guys have never seen the show, I think you'd love it. We, so I know one of the things we've talked about in terms of, like, let's, let's, let's uh, take turns pitching things. One of the ideas is, uh, we pick another golden age of eighties action show uh, to, to feature next week, ne- next season. Uh, that was one of the ideas we had. What were some of the other ones, Jesse? I think the way I wanted, I think we should do just a bunch of pilots. Like season two will be pilots of like a team, MacGyver, yeah. Airwolf, and then- Blue Thunder, uh, the incredible Hulk. 
Yeah. And we, we do like 10 of these classic and then we use that and, and audience like, yeah. participation to figure yeah. out what we should focus on for pre, uh, future seasons. Mm-hmm. We might it'll, return back to Knight Rider. It'll be a bracket style, uh, yeah. March Madness bracket style. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And also, like, we could also do like um, special mid season, like, because I know Night Rider is really popular, and there's a ton of other great episodes. I would love to see the Garth Knight stuff. I love to see the Goliath stuff. I know a lot of that is one and the same. I'd, I'd love to see the Return of Car. There's a couple of like great classic episodes we'd still have to go, but I know I, I think that's a great idea to do like a medley. Hmm. Uh, and I, you know, there's, there's just tons and tons of fucking yeah. shows that I fit say, that. I would say send in your uh, suggestions of uh, a pilot that we could watch. Oh, 100%. It could be the Battle of the Pilots, and then, yeah. Battle of the Network Pilots. Um, oh. I was going back and seeing it. Dude, dude, that the weird. <laughs> What's that? Oh, no, I, just, I was just thinking about, like, um, Wipeout and shows like that. <laughs> Oh, gotcha. I saw like I was going through a chat history and we were pitching things like six million dollar man. That was mm-hmm. another one that the, the bionic woman. Oh, my God. So many Wonder the Woman American hero. Greatest American hero. Tons, tons of ideas. But yes, yeah, and in Knight Rider dot com. If you got some other uh, pilots you'd like to, to throw into the ring. Matt says, I want to thank, start off by thanking you guys for taking me on a turbo boosted trip down memory road. I'm the same age as Aaron, and we have many of the same types of memories from childhood. I listen to many of your podcasts, and I find myself chuckling and nodding my head when Aaron recounts a memory from the good old days. I love it. That's exactly what I'm going for, and, and it makes me unironically happy to make that connection. <laughs> I still have prize possession alert. A Polaroid picture of an eight or nine year old me leaning on Kit like I owned him at a picture event at a local mall. All the memories. Man, I had one of those hooked up too at a car show and Kit was a did not appear. Oh, I, I, wow <laughs> like did did they not pay the appearance fee because like wow. if, if it's David Hazelhoff maybe big times the Indianapolis car show Hazelhoff. but you can't get the tra- the Trans Am snubbed us <laughs> I was mm. crushed. I was. I just remember being so disappointed that I didn't get my picture taken with the kid. And you know there so. are like sixty of those too, right? It's not like I the, know. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I fucking didn't at the time. But now, well, yeah, the they whole, had a fleet of those that's things. The whole grift. Yeah, like I mean, you're, <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And one of those sixty Trans Am snubbed us. All I sixty kid at Universal Studios. That was kind of cool. Back Dude, in the 80s. is, is it like all done up like Darth Vader's bathroom looking like everything's like screen accurate? Yeah, yeah nice. totally. That would be that'd be cool. Uh, I've been debating on watching or rewatching Knight Rider ever since I saw it pop on it uh, pop up on Netflix. Uh, then I saw your rewatch pop up on my feed and I knew it was meant to be. I can't believe I, I guess I can believe because I think this just came to Netflix maybe in the new year. It's like. Yeah. I was feeling bad for sitting because you can tell like we've sat on these episodes for like a couple of months and I'm like, God, I got this. I've been so busy. I feel like his kids met that like Knight Rider is kind of like in the zeitgeist all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. What's all this new? Exactly. Um, it has allowed me. It's been awesome to hear to sheer joy in Jay's voice as he recounts his first experiences with the phenomenon that was no is Knight Rider. It's allowed me to watch the show with fresh eyes and not ruin my idealistic memories uh, as I see how ridiculous some or okay, most of the show is. It's a lot of fun. 
Uh, I would like you guys to recap every episode. Honestly, I always find a bald move take on shows interesting and fun, even if I don't agree 100% of the time. He says he's he's batting an 80% average with us, which pretty fucking good if you're a slugger. Would be you, uh, you would be the best uh, slugger ever in the uh, history hands of the down. MLB. Bat's broken. <laughs> They'll be breaking uh, through buildings to steal your rookie cards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even when I don't agree, you guys are super insightful and you have well-researched opinions I enjoyed. Not necessarily applying to this podcast, but but thank you. I, uh, I do no research for yeah. the record. I'll be like, wait, did they steal that from Superman? Google, Google. They did! Yeah, I'll do that kind of research, but... Uh, that being said, get you on a on a world history podcast, Aaron. Oh, we and got to. The research will be for real. Uh, that being said, if you can't recap them all, my suggestion would be to at least cover every episode with Carr, of course. The the hopped up semi truck Goliath episodes and any episode with Michael Knight doppelganger Garth Knight. I'm pretty I sure he not, is. I cannot build my. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he teams up with Carr and or Goliath. I know he at least teams up with Goliath. It could be my memory making up the ideal episode, but I could swear he was. You know, I've actually, I was so afraid watching this episode that it would be that situation where I'd like built up every awesome episode of Carr in my head that like, but like, man, they had the fucking laser. They had, they even had the fake out where the laser didn't even matter. It's a good, good episode. Uh, want to know my our take? I guess our take on the 2008 reboot of Knight Rider. Are any of you guys familiar with this? Never seen. No it. shot. Never. Because I I was recently divorced when it came out, and I was kind of medium excited to be like, shit, I got all this free time now. I'm gonna like you know relive my youth. I did not care for it. I've not cared for any of the reboot because they've tried to reboot Knight Rider a couple of times, sometimes with the Hoff, sometimes without, and I it just. Uh, they they either need to do like a really serious kind of like prestige kind of Bel Air take on this, a, a, a dark, gritty reboot, um, or they need to do like a, a Will Forte joke thing of it. Like, I don't think you can do Knight Rider now. Is that have you guys been watching that? The, apparently Bel Air, like Fresh Prince reboot. That's, no, I want to no. start because God damn it. People say it's good. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. I'm. I, it's. I. I. It might. How many that... self-driving cars are in it? You know, I don't think there's any, but there's at least one Carlton, and uh, yeah, I remember him being pretty good. Carlton. Self-driven Carlton. Self-driven <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Anyway, yeah. I. I didn't, I didn't care for any of the reboots. It just. I think they can reboot it. They just haven't done one with the right kind of spirit yet. We got another Aaron, a double Aaron from Lockport, New, New York. It says, OMG, this podcast fucking hilarious. I feel like I'm in a room with a couple of my friends who are talking about the old Knight Rider. Jay's awesome. Aaron's always awesome. Oh, we don't need you. Jim on this one, as some oh. people are suggesting. Right, I'm out. I'm no out. offense to fuck Jim. It. Get the fuck out of here. No <laughs> offense to Jim, but this podcast, comedy gold as it is. All right, I, I'm not signing off on this content. You're going to have to edit me out of this one. <laughs> yeah, just uh, drag that audio track into the garbage. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is like just like when uh, you guys read uh, One Star Reviews of Bald Move podcast. Let's just do that. <laughs> Let's go through. No. No. That's uh, a bad idea. That broke my heart. I can't do that. I have started watching Netflix recently. I'm into season two now. I cannot wait to hear takes on the Goliath episodes. Uh, we've talked about this. So this is, that's the one where the evil Michael Knight that looks exactly like Michael can only be distinguished by the two. I need to, I, I need evil, to see oh, this. I can't, I can't contaminate our experiment here. I can't, it's gotta be I, double I, blind. I'm just I, saying, je- I, I, I need to see this. I'm, I, 
I will watch it. Uh, even if this podcast dies tomorrow, I am going yeah. to watch the Garth Brooks episodes. Uh, <laughs> some somehow, some way, we'll get to those. Uh, can you guys explain what Mister Feeney means again? So this is your contribution to the generational divide. Uh, this is your this this is yours, Jesse. Take it away. What is the Mister Feeney deal? Oh, Mister Feeney was a character on. Uh, oh my god, boy! Was it Boy Meets World? Yeah, it was Boy Meets World, and he was um, the main character's like teacher or professor, whatever. He he was a real uh, Wilson type and neighbor. Was he reason. also a neighbor? I don't oh, wow. know. I think he lived next door like Wilson. Yeah. Listen, I probably watched every episode and I Same still don't here. know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But he's got that distinctive voice. Uh, his name's William Daniels and uh, he's the guy that's on wow, the that's show. The, 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 the cover I've art. Ever heard. Right. Uh, he's the guy that's he's on the like, cover. He's art. like Wilson in Home Improvement. He's like, uh, I don't know, mm. whatever. The, the, every sitcom needs a voice of reason guy, you know? I don't know who that would be in Friends. Yeah, that's where my mind went. Uh, fat, naked guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, our final email is from Crispy, who's been supplying us with uh, episodes he thought would be good trips down memory lane. He's got a couple of, uh, he's got a bunch of suggestions for season two. I'm going to pull out the ones he had commentary for. Uh, of course, Goliath parts one and two. Very popular suggestion. Uh, there's Goliath? one episode called Kit the Cat. Guest starring one Gina Davis. Okay. That'd be an interesting right. thing. See her breakout, breakout, breakout Another, roles. Another, um, you know, person who I admire. We, 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 <laughs> talk, we talked about um, the night puns that they get up to. I saw the one episode he said it was Nightmares, K-N-I-G-H-T. Uh, I wonder about if there's a, is that, is that good old fashioned horror episode? Nightmares. Yeah, I mean, I if you're a knight, you ride a mare, right? Ooh, yeah, it's gonna be a Renfest episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want, oh my god, I didn't know I wanted that until right now. I want so bad. They right? might do it, dude. They Damon might do it. Dress up like a fucking. It, it's like the stunt like show one where it's like the locations half the episode. Like, uh-huh. yo, kid jousting! Oh my god, the Black Knight. Yeah. The Black Knight. Oh, yeah. writes itself. It writes itself. Oh it really God. does. There's an evil real estate developer trying to snap up this stucco castle they got going. Listen, uh, we, we we've had this here property for over 400 years, and we've always been doing a Renaissance <laughs> fair. And all the proceeds go to the local children's theater, of course. Uh, also, a good night's work. Uh, so okay. this this one stars this one the the bad guy is Robert O'Reilly. Uh, Jim, you'll recognize this guy as Galron from Star Trek: The Next Generation. He of the wide eyed. Wow. Uh, what does he yeah. look like without makeup? I don't know, but we can find out in a good night's. Which again, good nights rest or good nights work. K N I G H T. He says I do, I do love that Aaron doesn't even like address any of this stuff to me because he knows i don't know <laughs> what oh yeah yo yeah because it's, it's yeah it's just the uh, you're you're, you're too you're too millennial i got the world's world's young are you you're not the world's youngest but you're like the world's like right in the middle of the millennial generation right i'm in the pack. i consider my sister to be a gen xer and i'm i'm an old millennial there's young millennials out there who are like yeah 
in uh like uh, heading up law firms right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, he says, uh, anyway, aside from Galron, the scenes where he wraps up getting at the bad guy at the end of this episode is Pete Knight Rider and is the best part of the entire series for me. It's a definition of the awesomeness and ridiculousness of Knight Rider. I have to check that out at that episode. It, it'll, if we get to it, it'll, it'll be, it'll be a while because we're going to take some detours. Uh, we're going to load up into the night industries, 2000 semi and, uh, and, and view some, some footage. Uh, but yeah, uh, like I said, we've got uh, we we got plans. We'll we'll develop them more as the as the season goes on. And uh, Jim, this is a weird one because we recorded his feedback. You're, this is a teaser for the Jim episode that is going to be the finale, uh, because this is actually going out this week's episode, and the episode you just record won't go out for like five more weeks. Some kind of weird. fucking time warp like that. But anyway, right. it's been a lot of fun having you on. Uh, maybe we can get you on for another episode next season. Yeah, I had a ton of fun. Uh, Jay, tell people where they can find you. You can find me at Twitch, uh, TwitchTV, uh, um, at Splue underscore J underscore streams. Um, both uh, uh, Jim and Aaron have already committed to doing a One Star Man with me soon, so uh, you got to uh, I'm ready, subscribe. Brother. <laughs> you gotta find me on Twitch and subscribe and get uh, hit that button so you get the alerts and then you'll know and I'm going on for uh, One Star Man which is a very fun show yeah what is the premise of One Star Man just reading One Star reviews and making fun of them <laughs> yeah like you go you you can see you always pick like a random town and like a random like you know place of business and you try to find the the game is to try to find a guy there's like there's a particular type of YouTube reviewer I'm sorry Google reviewer that just shits mm-hmm. on things. It can, yeah, never, yeah. can never be pleased. Sometimes it it's a, interesting to see. I, I thought some of the interesting detours you've taken with One Star Man is like to see what they what a One Star Man gives five stars to. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's interesting, you know? Yeah. Some people, they, they make a Google account to do one thing and one thing only, which is give one star reviews. And we're seeking out that guy. However, the best ever that the show has ever been was when Levi and I found a, uh, a, a tow truck scam at a walmart in the in fucking um st louis where they they were booting like the the town was booting trucks like big rigs um and and, and then charging them to remove the the boot and it was like 90 bucks or whatever or 100 at a walmart that's the like whole that. thing with walmart do you can just park there that's the thing that says there's signs that say you can <laughs> That's what the one star man was trying to say. Yeah. And that's the thing. The one star man was a guy who got booted there. Yes. And I thought he was a big joker, but it turns out he was a vigilante for justice. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. So, so a shadowy that, flight. It's a, it was a shadowy flight in the one, in the tale of one man who was booted. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm committing you guys to this. So you'll have to um, follow me yeah. on Twitch in order to find it. Sounds great. And I honestly am, I can't wait to get back on another stream with you. Uh, and uh, I know we'll we'll be doing a bunch of streams together in the future because we got like we got some plans, man. But uh, thanks for listening to another Wise Mr. Feeny car. We'll be back next week. Well, no, this is actually well, shit. Yes. It's the end. No, it's not the end. This is the feedback for this week's episode. <laughs> I keep forgetting that. <laughs> All right, that's it for our episode. Thanks for listening to Mr. Feeney's a car. Thanks, Jim, again for coming on our show with us. Uh, no problem. You'll, you'll. This is the preview 
uh, check out our season finale, Trust Doesn't Rust, for the full-throated gym experience. Uh, we'll see you next week for another thrill, thrill a minute uh, episode of Night Rider. See you, everybody. Hey, Kit, hit the ejector seat. <laughs>